0: new year and we get a surprise commitment from a three-star class of 2023 quarterback i'll take it Vic sutton welcome to the year. you are locked on canes your daily podcast on the miami hurricane part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hope 2023 is treating everybody well so far. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to AllHurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, uh, Sunday evening, or I guess afternoon, I found out in the evening, Miami gets a commitment from a dual threat three star class of 2023 quarterback. So he's coming in in this cycle. Vic Sutton now a lot of people asking questions about this player first of all the number one question is what is his scholarship status from everything I can gather Vic Sutton is a preferred walk-on not a scholarship quarterback so he's not counting against Miami score uh scholarship limit he's out of Madison Central High in Missouri He's a three star quarterback, which honestly, this makes it very intriguing that he's a walk on, uh, given that he's a three star quarterback, strong arm, and he's got mobility, dual threat at six foot three, 200 pounds. When I saw those dimensions, the first thing I'm thinking is any chance he can play receiver? Are you sure you're locked in to play quarterback when we might be able to get you on the field at receiver? I don't know if we can get you on the field anytime soon at quarterback. Uh, Vic Sutton is the 64th ranked quarterback in the class of 2023, which is certainly not chopped liver for a guy who's not taken up a scholarship and a guy that you land so late in the process. Of course, uh, he is committed to Miami. He announced that on his social media, uh, cannot actually sign a a letter of intent until February 1st. And I got to tell you, Vic Sutton, very intriguing as a walk-on, because he did have multiple power five offers in addition to Miami. He had notable offers from Arkansas, Maryland, and Virginia Tech. Uh, I saw someone mention he may have had an offer from Cal as well. I couldn't confirm that I didn't see that offer on his on three profile, but he may have even been offered by Cal in addition to obviously Miami, Arkansas, Maryland, and Virginia Tech. Um, uh, he also notably had, Offers from Harvard and Yale, so that makes me wonder if uh, if if he's smart enough to be offered by those schools, the GPA very high for Vic Sutton. Maybe uh, it's possible he could be coming to Miami on an academic scholarship, which is independent of athletics. Uh, I, that's just me thinking out loud here. I haven't been able to confirm that yet. And you know, if he does value academics, uh, obviously Miami's not Harvard or Yale. But Miami does have better academics than most of the football powerhouses and state schools out there. Uh, So Vic Sutton, he was committed to Louisiana Tech, but decommitted in mid-December. Now he's taken his talents to Coral Gables. And um, another question people asking is, Okay, Vic Sutton, with him committing to Miami, putting another body into that quarterback room, What does this say about the rest of the quarterback room? And I'll say that since he's a walk-on, I don't think this is any sign whatsoever that Miami is expecting one of their quarterbacks to leave to hit the transfer portal or anything like that. Because if Miami was expecting to lose, let's say, Jake Garcia or Jakari Brown in the portal anytime soon, then they would be actively and aggressively pursuing veteran transfers, not walk-on freshmen. Right. Because you're not just going to say, oh, if Jake Garcia was going to leave, by the way, he's not in the portal. I'm just saying hypothetically, like if somebody like Garcia was going to leave, they're not thinking, "Okay, we need to add in a walk on freshman. No, they'd be thinking we need to go find one of the veterans that's just hanging out in the portal right now. Um, And as far as Vic Sutton goes, of course, any time I see a player commit to Miami, especially a player like this, who is not on my radar. Right. I called him a surprise quarterback commit. Just because it's a, a surprise to me and it's a surprise to probably all of you listening to this and watching this doesn't mean it was a surprise to Miami staff. I'm sure they've been putting in tireless hours and days recruiting this player to decide, you know, if if they want him to come here and offer him a preferred walk-on spot. So it's certainly, this guy was not on anyone's radar outside the building, but inside the Schwartz center and the heck center. Uh, He was obviously on Miami's radar, Uh, but I had a chance to get into a Vic Sutton film rabbit hole this morning, watching his huddle tape and some of his highlight reels available. And of course the stuff that you find online, they only show you his best plays and none of his worst, but there's a lot to like there. Uh, And you have to wonder if we'll ever see this player on the field at any point. Uh, You know, he may get in certain opportunities and mop up duty. We'll see how it goes, but He's got a strong arm, and Vic Sutton, he likes to attack down the field. He throws deep a lot, and you know a lot of his deep balls at the high school level are to wide-open receivers where it's hard to miss, Uh, but he's got a few dozen deep balls on film in his junior season alone, and some of those throws, yeah, to wide-open guys, but a handful of those folks are thrown into tight windows with very good accuracy, so I really appreciated that. Um, Another thing that really stood out to me about Sutton is he shows really good pocket awareness, um, does a really nice job stepping in, eluding the rush, and when he decides to leave the pocket and run, it's very shifty running the football in space. I saw him put on a number of good juke moves, breaking ankles, and he even stiff-armed a defender in one of his highlight runs, which I liked a lot. So again, 6'3", 200 pounds. He's got, he's got decent size. We'll see if he can add some weight and muscle into that. And this is just going to add another body and another piece of depth into Miami's quarterback room. And it seems like there's some interesting stuff there that Frank Ponce can, can mold this guy into. And, you know, when he talked about uh, committing to Miami, he specifically mentioned Frank Pons, and he mentioned Josh Gaddis uh, among other Miami coaches, including Mario Cristobal in his tweet. But Vic Sutton, I hope we get to see this guy on the field at some point. And definitely, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be an early enrollee or not. I don't know if he's – since he's a walk-on, that may be possible. Uh, But whether we see him in spring or we don't see him until the fall, this is certainly somebody I'm going to be tracking and we're all going to be tracking in practices and in scrimmages to see how this young man does because, honestly – uh, this is not your average walk on like he to me looks better and he rates out better as the 64th rated quarterback in the entire class. Uh, he looks better than the usual walk ons you usually get. So welcome to the you. Now, I hope I hope in less than a month we're going to be saying welcome to the you to Nicholas Harbor, Nicholas Harbor. Probably the best unsigned, uncommitted recruit left on the table for this cycle because he's not verbally committed anywhere and he's not signed anywhere. Track star, top rated athlete in the class, five star player. Nicholas Harbor is considering Miami. We'll talk about what he had to say about Miami and I'll give you my take on Miami's chances with Nicholas Harbor and where I'd like to see him line up if he ends up arriving at the University of Miami. So we will talk about him right here on Locked on Canes. Right after we talk about the great folks at LinkedIn Jobs. Guys, New Year and a small business owners heading into, uh, if you're a small business owner or hiring manager, I should say, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, the values, and the experience to help you achieve your goals. Guys, I know LinkedIn Jobs works because I have found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. You identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen of the year Uh, i don't know man it's january 2nd so maybe you've already listened to something this year or maybe you haven't but it's our first locked on canes episode of the year so thank you so much for being with us we are part of the awesome locked on podcast network your team every day so nicholas harbour Recently spoke with on three, our pals at Kane Sport. He talked about Cristobal and Miami. Now, my take on Nicholas Harbor as a player. If Miami can pull off a, let's say, a come from behind commitment uh, from Harbor, because the Hurricanes are in the mix. They're going to have a hat on the table. Miami is not favored here. You know, Depending on who you talk to for him, it could be South Carolina, it could be Michigan, it could be Maryland, which is the hometown team for him. He's going to take a visit to Oregon. They're in the mix. Miami and LSU are in the mix. So depending on who you talk to, uh, certain teams could be favored. Miami's not favored according to anybody, but I'll tell you how that could change. But if we could get Nicholas Harbor to pick the University of Miami over the competition, I would absolutely line Harbor up At wide receiver now he's played defensive end but he says he wants to focus on offense where he can be either a tight end now miami obviously is in pretty good shape at the tight end position or he wants to also either play wide or tight end or wide receiver or some combination of the two i would line harbor up wide uh if miami can get him here six foot five 225 And he runs the 100-meter dash at a near Olympic level at 10.28. So when I look at those abilities, those dimensions, and that potential of his, I start to think about Andre Johnson 2.0. That's what I think about when I think about Nicholas Harbor. What he could be in the orange and green, Andre freaking Johnson 2.0 with that size and that speed, we've got to get him here and we could solve so many of our wide receiver problems if Nicholas Harbour could pick the University by Miami. Here's what Harbour told on three about Mario Cristobal. He said, Coach Cristobal has been the biggest recruiter. He says, I'm surprised because head coaches don't really recruit like that. When he's recruiting you, it means something because you know the head man is recruiting you. So that's pretty cool. And it goes to show you just how involved Cristobal is. You can get a lot done when you only sleep three hours a night and that's Cristobal's thing. So he's out there uh, doing hands on recruiting work that a lot of head coaches who usually just supervise this stuff don't do. Uh, He continues uh, saying that Cristobal is a great recruiter and an amazing person. I met him in person, and he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He's just down to earth, a God loving person, and I can see why players commit to him. He just loves the people, loves the players, and loves families, he said. He also talked about Jason Taylor did Harbor. Now, if Harbor was going to come here in here and play defensive end, then obviously Jason Taylor's a guy I'd like doing a lot of one-on-one work with him. Uh, Taylor can still mentor him. But again, if, if Harbor comes to Miami, I want him lining up on offense, not defense. I want him prioritizing the offensive side of the football. But he says on Jason Taylor, with him being a Hall of Famer, you've got a Hall of Famer to pick their brain that you can ask any questions. He's always trying to help. Uh, And Harbor talks about his three factors ahead of his uh, decision, and that is football, track, and academics. Now, forgive my ignorance, uh, I'm not sure how Miami's track team compares to the track teams of the other schools he's considering, like when it comes to Michigan, Maryland, South Carolina. I don't know who has the best track program, I know Miami's got a good track program and Cristobal would obviously let Harbor run track here because Chris Johnson's going to run track at Miami and Harbor's even faster than Chris Johnson, which is insane (laughs) because Chris, Chris is one of the fastest players in the country. Harbor is faster. So obviously Mario would have no problem letting Harbor run and star in the track team. Uh, That would not be an issue if he came down to Miami Um, and academics wise. I mean, wouldn't you say, and and some of those other schools have good academics. Like I I mentioned Miami being ahead of of a lot of the state schools, uh, but I think some of the state schools that are in harbors uh, choices have very good academics. Uh, The big 10 tends to excel in that area. Like Michigan, I know has excellent academics. Maryland, uh, I believe has excellent academics, maybe South Carolina, not as much Miami though, obviously competitive academically with almost any football school in the country. So Miami could check off those boxes, man. I mean, when it comes to track, academics, in addition to football, Miami could definitely check off those boxes for Nick Harbor. And I hope we could see him end up here. Uh, As far as where Harbor is being predicted to go, I mentioned depending on who you talk to, could be South Carolina, could be Michigan, could be Maryland. Uh, He's got one crystal ball prediction on 24-7 sports, and that prediction is for South Carolina. Uh, He has uh, the percentage on the on three prediction machine actually has Michigan as the leader for him, but not at a very strong percentage, just 36.2%. Miami does have a percentage on the board, but it's pretty low down the board. I think it's like 1.2 or 1.4% they give Miami. But my thing with Harbor is, um, you know, he can potentially use his Final official visit on Miami. He's thinking about that because he already scheduled his fourth official visit is going to go to Oregon and Oregon is not considered one of the leaders for him either. So they're going to try and gain ground when they get the OV and then he's got one more and he's going to use all of his official visits. Like he's not planning to skip the final one. He's deciding, uh, believe I believe between LSU and Miami for the fifth and final OV. Now he did tell reporters at Under Armour All-America, uh, or in a recent interview, I'm not sure if it was there or somewhere else, but he told reporters in a recent interview, I think it was at, at Under Armour All-America Media Day, that he definitely does want to visit Miami, that he wants to scratch that itch. So hopefully Miami can get that fifth and final official visit. And it's not a hard rule. Like sometimes you do land players without getting an official visit. That was the case with Popo Aguirre the linebacker picked Miami despite not making an official visit. So it's happened before. doesn't happen often. Usually if you don't get an official visit, the writing is on the wall. And I look at it from this perspective. We've seen it so many times throughout the 2023 cycle. If Mario can get you on campus, he can close. This one won't be easy. Miami's working against some hard competitors on this one. But if you can get Nicholas Harbor on campus – before february 1st after this dead period is over i believe on january 6th uh, if you can get him on campus at some point or actually i think it ends later than january 6th but if you can get him on campus at some point this month before february 1st i'm definitely going to give miami a shot and i would think that that percentage from like 1.2 percent is going to steadily increase and we're going to know a lot more about harbor if he makes an official visit but This would be just such a luxury to land a player like this. And not even just a luxury, a necessity. Because we know how badly Miami needs more big outside wide receivers. This guy could be an incredible fit in orange and green if Miami can get him. Here's something interesting. Um, According to Pro Football Focus... You know, they put out their all transfer portal team, and it's just a first team only. It's not a first team, second team, third team deal, just first team, all pro, pro football focus transfers, which is based on their stats and their ratings. And Miami's only got four transfers so far. And two of those four made the pro football focus all transfer team. And I'm actually surprised that uh, about the guy who didn't make it. Uh, So these are two of the top 22 transfer players, according to pro football focus linebacker, Francis Maui Goa made it. uh, And I don't think we talk about, or sorry, Francisco Maui Goa. Francis is the offensive tackle, the younger brother, Francisco Maui Goa. We got, we got both brothers now going to play for Miami, Francisco, the older brother, the linebacker, who uh, transferred here from Washington state, he makes the all transfer team. And they write as just a true sophomore last year, Maui Goa was the Pac-12's second highest graded linebacker at 75.8 per PFF. Um, that's one of those things, like, I still see people say, like, oh, Miami desperately, desperately needs more linebackers. I mean, I'll take more of anything, but the linebacker need is not desperate. With Wesley Besaint heading into his sophomore year, ready to dominate, like he was dominating at the end of the year last year. Francisco Maui Goa coming in. Corey Flagg is still hanging around. Uh, and you've got four stud linebackers coming in through recruiting. Like, uh, honestly, I'm not. Uh, the linebacker core is going to be pretty young, but it should be very, very good. And do not sleep on Francisco Maui. Go, I think he'd have he could have a great season. And then the other player transfer player who picked Miami, who made the first team all pro football focused transfer team, I would have thought for sure that it would have been Javion Cohen, but it's not Javion Cohen. I think a, a BYU transfer left guard made it over him, but it's Thomas Gore interior defensive lineman, Thomas Gore. They wrote Gore has dominated for two years now. His 90.6 grade since 2021 ranks him fifth among all interior defensive linemen in college football. Gore excels in all aspects. They write. Standing is one of only five interior defensive linemen with an 85 plus grade as both a pass rusher and a run defender in that span. And guys, like honestly, uh, it reminds me of the old Yoda quote Judge me by my size, do you? Did I do that well? You guys give me a one out of 10 in the comments. Did I do a decent Yoda? If you judge Thomas Gore by his size, because yeah, he is undersized for a defensive tackle at six foot tall. 270 judging by his size it was like luke skywalker thinking what can this yoda do he's like he's the size of a garden gnome what's this guy gonna do uh if you watch thomas gore's film this guy is all over the place elite explosion and great range like he makes tackles in the second level where you normally don't see defensive tackles making tackles you're like oh which linebacker or safety made that oh that's thomas gore you'll be very impressed if you go down the uh the, the huddle and the, uh, the YouTube rabbit hole of Thomas Gore. So congratulations to Gore and Francisco Maui for making the pro football focus all-transfer team. Uh, got some very, very positive feedback on Miami four-star, should-be-five-star commit Ruben Bain. And uh, Miami making the top five for one of the best players in the country for next year. 2024 recruiting it's heating up baby we will talk about that and more when we come back here on locked on canes guys let's ring in the new year with bet online bet online is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis i'm on the website all the time guys getting the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football The college bowl season. Yeah, we got the title game. The table is set. TCU in Georgia. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can find all the odds and information on that game and all the NFL games and everything else at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the thumbs up on this video if you're watching us or if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. We're on almost every platform in the world. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed. Uh, I've said it a million times. Ruben Bain should be a five-star. I will not stop saying it until he gets his fifth star. And it's still possible he gets his fifth star. Like, coming out of this Under Armour All-America, uh, players have been upgraded through the star system after UA All-America before. So even though Ruben Bain he's already signed with Miami, so it doesn't really matter to us if he gets his fifth star or not, but it matters to him, and so it matters to me, Okay. And Reuben Bain was named uh, one of the consensus top performers for day three on Sunday practice yesterday. He's looking really good as both an edge and as an interior pass rusher, an inside pass rusher. And his pass rushing moves, as we've seen it, anybody who's watched him play at Miami Central, his moves are advanced and his explosiveness is simply a gift from God. I don't know how else to put it. Like Reuben Bain has athletic gifts that you cannot teach. Okay. the only gift he doesn't have is the gift of being six foot five, because if he was, he would be a consensus five star already. It's still possible for him to earn a fifth star. Uh, His performances in one on one drills yesterday really turned a lot of heads. So I'm so happy to see that Ruben Bain is one of the guys that keeps getting talked about first three plus practices at UA All-America. He keeps getting talked about as one of the top performers which should be surprising to none of you if you listen to this show or watch the show every single day because we have been singing the praises of Ruben Payne ever since we've been doing this show, right? Ever since we started this show in April, locked on Canes, uh, and we've been talking about Ruben Bain a lot ever since that point. Uh, 2024 recruiting. Miami has made the top five for a five-star 2024 cornerback, Ellis Robinson. Now, he's out of IMG Academy, former New Yorker who transferred to IMG for his junior season, which was this past season. Uh, One of the top players in the country. And, you know, he he's given Miami a look. His final five is out and he's deciding between Miami, Colorado, Alabama, LSU and Georgia. You notice uh, Colorado and Miami turn up in almost everybody's top five these days. I mean, it's nice to see it. So Miami and Colorado are competing against a couple of the or few of the top SEC programs. Uh, you know, he's uh, Ellis Robinson is six foot tall, 175 pounds. You know, if you ask where his predictions go, Steve Wiltfong uh, does have a crystal ball for him to Georgia, but that was logged way back in March of 2022, like after his sophomore season. So, you know, those predictions can always change. Sometimes Wiltfong will change his crystal balls, though Georgia did make his top five. So maybe Georgia is the favorite, Uh, but the on three tracker lists Alabama as the favorite at over 62% right now for Robinson. Uh, And Ellis Robinson, of course, one of the top defensive backs in the country for next year. He's notable as a ball hawking cornerback. Got great ball skills, produces acrobatic interceptions, got a long wingspan. I'm not sure how his wingspan measures now because he's still growing. After his sophomore season, a year ago, his wingspan was at six foot seven. So I would imagine, um, you know, since that was from age 16 to age 17, His wingspan has probably even grown since that point, but we will obviously be monitoring this player because Miami is in the top five for Ellis Robinson. It would be great if we can get him at the U. wanted to answer a uh, a Twitter question before we wrap up this episode of Locked on Canes. Gara of the Sand asks us, who do you think should step up and become the alpha male on offense and defense? And who do you think will become the unsung hero of the team? My answer on offense will be an offensive lineman, maybe the Pancake Honcho or the transfer from Alabama. And on defense, Wesley Besaint and for Unsung Hero, if he plays this year, would be Bobby Washington. Uh, As far as leaders go, I would love it to be Tyler Van Dyke. I would love for QB one to be the leader. I know we've talked about, you know, whether, whether or not he shows that sort of command of a huddle or not. I think that's all something we want Tyler to work on and become more consistent on next year. Um, If he's more comfortable in the offense he's playing in and having more success in it, I think we'll see better leadership. I think that there was just a lot of confusion early last year. I hope it can be Tyler Van Dyke, but you're probably right about the offensive line. I mean, you know, Cristobal wants everything to be predicated on O-line success. So I could I could see Javion Cohen, you mentioned the transfer. I could see him being one of those guys. I could see Jalen Rivers being a leader. But, you know, Maui Goa and Lola, I would love to see them as leaders as well. Um, you know, you. I think, honestly, the, probably the correct answer here when I'm thinking about this, who's going to be the leader, like the vocal leader of the offense? I could see it being Xavier Restrepo. He's got those qualities. Uh, he's, he's very much Braxton Berrios 2.0 in my mind. And when Berrios was at Miami, he was the leader of the offense. And I see a lot of the same on the field and off the field from Restrepo. So I think he could end up being the leader. Um, on defense, um, I would figure Cam Kinchen's. He's definitely a leader by example. If everyone put in the extra work and studied film the way the Cam Kitchens did, Miami would have won a lot more than five games last year, just putting that out there. Uh, so I could see Kitchens as being a leader. Wesley Besaint, I could see uh, being a leader as well because he's going to have a lot of confidence heading into his sophomore year because he's already proven it on the field, could prove it off the field as well. As far as unsung hero... um I could see, I mean, unsung heroes would probably be somebody at the line of scrimmage that people just don't appreciate enough. Like, I I could see somebody like Inez Cooper or or Javion Cohen being an unsung hero, like interior offensive linemen. A lot of fans are just not, you know, you're you're not necessarily monitoring their blocking stats, so they may fly under the radar a little bit. Um, you know, uh, obviously defensively, I, I wonder if, if a guy like Thomas Gore could end up being an unsung hero, you know, uh, yeah, you can't really say Leonard Taylor could be unsung because everybody talks about him and they know who he is. So, uh, I, I wonder about that, but I could definitely see one of Miami's offensive linemen being an unsung hero. Uh, so if ever, if you guys want to send us questions on Twitter, it's always open at locked on Canes, follow us at locked on Canes. We will follow you back. And we're going to be back with another episode, possibly later today. If not, we'll talk to you tomorrow on a new Locked on Canes. And guys, make sure you make Locked on Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your pods. We'll talk to you again later on another Locked On Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.